Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bit by Bit podcast, the only show approved for robot consumption. My name is Blake Walker. I am here with my co-host, not of this world, Brian Phillips. Ooh. <laughs> Creepy. I guess that's, that's more ghost than alien. Yeah, that was totally ghost. That was classic ghost, bro. Um, we have no goal this week. This isn't a gaming podcast. This isn't a tech podcast. This is just let's talk about some stuff and just kind of see where we end up podcast. This is a, a fireside chat, if you will. A fireside chat. I like that. So, I do have something kind of funny that happened to me this week, and uh, so my wife Paige, who I may not have mentioned before, um, she's Paige. awesome. She uh, she likes to go out and have have some fun with her girlfriends every now and then. And uh, one of her girlfriends was having uh, her birthday last week, <clears throat> and they like all decided, to, like you do. They all went out for a birthday brunch because they're all like on the town kind of girls, you know. So they went to some fancy brunch place nice. where they were serving um, unlimited champagne for fifteen dollars. <laughs> that's, that's fifteen dangerous. bucks. That is dangerous, man. So I'm at work, okay. I I had to go and open uh, that morning, so I get home around, uh, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and Paige is on the couch, asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty pretty clearly intoxicated, just mm-hmm. from the way she was, like, <laughs> lounging about. And Just casually relaxed, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, kind of like a puddle of person, just kind of <laughs> melted uh, all over. And I woke her up, and she's like, you know, oh, hi. She has like this, she has a drug voice immediately. It's like really, really kind of like airy and it gets like really high. She's like, oh, hi, babe. Like, how are you? You know, all that. And uh, I'm like, oh, great. She's drunk. So she tells me all about the breakfast and all about the great time they had and about the this coincidence where another girl bought the same gift that they bought for, uh, you know, the girl's birthday it was, and it was so funny, and I made a joke about it. She falls back asleep. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, I go back out. I'm like, okay, I gotta wake her up, so I kind of shake her awake again, and I get the, oh, hi, babe. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, you know, like, you need to get up, and she's like, when did you get home? Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> I'm like, okay. She proceeds to tell me all about her morning once again and about how they bought two sets of the same gift for the for the girl's birthday. And she falls back asleep. Hour and a half later, I go back, wake her up, and we relive the same moment again for the third time. It was like Groundhog Day in, in real life where she just kept waking up drunk, not realizing she had already told me everything she was she was telling me so 
then I guess the topper to that story was like three days after that, we're dressed driving like home from Chipotle, and she goes, "Hey, did I tell you that uh, we ended up buying the same gift twice for Dana on her birthday?" Oh, oh <laughs> like, yeah, I hadn't heard that. It's like, wow, babe, that's that's crazy. The, the, <laughs> the same gift, you say? No, no way. That's that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Yeah, so that's kind of just that was my life last week. Just kind of, kind of funny. I feel like fifteen dollars for unlimited champagne is a you're you're kind of setting people up for failure because, like, it's not it's not <laughs> it's not nickel shots, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> nickel shot night. <laughs> but like, it's it's just enough that if you get it, you're like, well, I want to get my money's worth. I'm not gonna spend right. fifteen dollars for one glass. So, exactly. <laughs> I'm already six deep. Why not keep going? Dude, they could not have been making money. Like, I know those girls. They can put away, like, some champagne and Prosecco, man. Prosecco, they will just, yeah. Prosecco. Prosecco, they will suck that stuff down. Uh, yeah. So, you got anything uh, you want to talk about this week in particular? You just want to... What are you thinking, man? I was, I was kind of thinking about... Uh, one of the one of the games that I just finished. I know we said that it's it's not strictly a gaming podcast, but no, no. But what you got? What you got uh, going on? One of the games that I just finished uh, before Watch Dogs was Fallout Four. Uh, and the the great thing about playing PC games is that if things annoy you in the game, somebody's probably made a mod to get rid of it. Right. So Fallout, they want you to take care of settlements and. You have to take care of people's happiness and Constantly. assign them tasks and stuff like that. It's kind of like the Sims. Yeah, I, that's never really something I was into. Uh, so with PC, I'm sure that in regular console you can just ignore it and it'll be fine or whatever. You'll just have annoying things that pop up every now and then. Uh, but with the PC, there, one of the mods is... Uh, somebody took the texture from one of the generator boxes and then just changed the value for it. So you just put it up on the wall and it's like, oh, this provides 99 electricity, food, and water, and shelter. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. This <laughs> so magic box. <laughs> you throw like 50 of them up and you're done. <laughs> that's awesome. I think, uh, I mean, there's mods on console now too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Skyrim and, uh, yeah. I've been modding. I know you mod the heck out of Skyrim as well. Yep. But uh, yeah, I uh, you put up here a note about like how taking games into like your own hands or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Skyrim is one of those for me where on this playthrough, I have just crafted like you know this insane like modded armor. I have a lightsaber. Like I yeah. have a like a legion. Well, I say a legion. I have like seven followers, and yeah. they all have lightsabers and black <laughs> cloaks. And we just all I just set out like right after you get to um, what is it the with like Dragon's Reach and uh, is it White White Run? White White Run. Yeah, I leave White Run for the first time, whatever, and you're really out in the open. And I'm just like, I'm just going to slaughter Skyrim. I'm just going to kill Skyrim. <laughs> like, I'm just, 
everything in my path. So we just take off, you know, that first mammoth camp. We just just run right through them, <laughs> just slaying. And uh, that's currently what I'm working on, just taking taking control of Skyrim my way, by by force. That was who needs the Dragonborn quest. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what happened with me in Oblivion. Is I, you know, I think that happened with a lot of people actually. I I did all of the side quest stuff, and then yeah. <laughs> so I was I finished pretty much everything, and I went well. I, sh- I guess I should probably do the actual game now. Right. Uh, right. Start that whole thing. I went back to the where the first Oblivion Gate came up, and uh, I the the enemies had scaled with me, but the NPCs hadn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so they just got like completely just like wiped out. Of course, the the skill that I put all of my time into was um, quick fire invisibility. So I would just constantly be uh, spamming the the trigger button so that it would I would become invisible and then it would reload after five seconds and then expire and then I would fire it again and just so I'm just walking around <laughs> tapping the trigger and being invisible but <laughs> so the guy that I was supposed to defend in the first chapter just kept dying and I. Ah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it quits here. <laughs> this is Did <laughs> <laughs> it like Tiber Septum or something? Yeah, like the yeah. king. <laughs> and all of uh all of the all of the world was destroyed by the uh by the gates. So that's the end of that game. Problem solved. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. I did that with I did that with uh with Skyrim. Um you get towards towards the end and you beat the main the main uh, dragon. I can't remember what his name is, but um, after that, there's the there are a couple side quests left that kind of trigger after you. Alduin, Alduin, Alduin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so after you defeat him, there's the oh, man. It's the organization that uh, were like the dragon hunters. And you're supposed to bring them different, um, different people to join the guild and stuff like that. And they were like, "All right, cool, yeah, yeah." So uh, now we want you to go and kill Parthenax, who was the uh-huh. the giant dragon, uh, who was head of the <laughs> Greybeards. So I I basically went. I don't really like that. I don't want to kill him. So I went over to the uh, what was it, Throat of the World or whatever. Yeah neck or the skull of the world and <laughs> neck of the skull of the world no that's it yeah yep nailed it um i think you could maybe meditate with him over a over a word or something and so i i had my guy meditate with him and then quit the game and went yep that's a good enough ending you just that's it that's alduin is is finished and the dragon board is going to continue to train and whatever and and that's that Duh. That's, I like it, man. Yep. I like that it works from a storytelling perspective. You found your own conclusion within yep. the game. Like, that's something you don't typically hear, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, I, I just, I met, like, my my standard for the story, and that's where it stopped. Like, yeah. usually it's just like, oh, I just quit playing, dude. The, the character <laughs> that I was playing 
I got to an ending that made sense for him. Same thing for uh, for Fallout. Um, mm. Spoilers. Spo- have you played through Fallout? I I'm at the point where like I don't really care about the main story. I've done a bunch of the side quests, and all my settlements are like crazy built up. Like so, gotcha. I, I probably won't finish it. Or I already know what happens, so it's it's cool. Gotcha. Well, I'll I'll try to I'll try to not go into full detail. But basically, I at one point I had all the guilds and who's the synths, the railroad the brotherhood and i think there might have been one more but uh i put in a con i didn't i didn't change very much about my stats but i put in a console command so that my carrying capacity was unlimited um, yeah that's a good one <laughs> that drives me nuts yeah um i think i made it so that i had all of the crafting elements because it kind of drove me nuts being like oh i don't have i don't have four screws left i have to go find that like come on so i can scrounge up four (laughs) screws (laughs) so i (laughs) i had that one and then the last one was i put my persuasion at incredibly high so that every time there would be a uh, uh conflict or something and somebody would be like Oh, you know, you can you can take this 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 um, conversation choice, but you you got to be really high level to be able to avoid this fight. And I was like, and so I would select it, and they'd be like, Oh yeah, 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 you're good to go. You don't need to. We don't need to fight you now. Um, <laughs> Talking your way out of every situation. So I got uh, I I was equally high and love high leveled and loved in all of those. Uh, guilds and so there's this this battle that you come to where they all end up converging on each other and it kind of it kind of forces you to try and you know pick a side because you can't you can't uh complete every guild uh every faction because they have like conflicting interests yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Because the, the Brotherhood want to destroy the synths, the synths want to um probably like assimilate into culture yeah. or something. The well the railroad wants to wants synth rights because the synths are, are basically to the point where they're people now. Right. And the the institute that was what it was, and the the, the institute wants to use synths as like uh, assassins and slaves, and then they want to. Um, I think it was basically they wanted to like purify the earth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that whole thing. The whole genocide <laughs> and uh, Nazi undertones was. I I think I ended up signing with the railroad begrudgingly, but. Um, <laughs> I, I got with no one. I got to the very end. I think I just blew the place up or something. Yeah. And then uh, my my ending was I went home to the, my companion was um, Piper the the news lady. Yeah. And we went home to sanctuary and like I just had us go to sleep and that was the end of it. Like well. We have a new we have a new home now and we're done. 
and we blew the <laughs> place awesome. up. So problem solved. And that's it. End of the story. Wow. Yep. That's uh, that's really interesting. Sat- I think I might start doing that now. You inspired me. Satisfied me. Got me to a point because I don't. Yeah, I just don't like having things open ended like that. So. Yeah. Well, that actually uh, kind of brings me into something I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, about like stories ending and possibly ending. Um, you play Mass Effect. I started to play the first one, and yeah. it didn't, the hardest one. To it, get that's through. the thing is it didn't hook me. The same thing happened with Uncharted. I, so I I need to push my way yeah. through. Mass Effect, Uncharted, and Fear. Those are the three games that I've been gotten stuck on the first game. Dude, I, I completely understand on all three of those games. Because I just, I was like, I have, or I got a PlayStation for Christmas, I got Uncharted 4, and then I bought 1, 2, and 3. Nice. And I'm like, I have to play 1, 2, 3 before I play 4, yeah. even though I know 4 is the best one. And I got halfway through 2, and I'm like, whatever dude yeah. so i just started playing four <laughs> because i just i couldn't push through but uh anyway mass effect um bioware is putting mass effect on ice after I saw uh, that after andromeda wasn't as re- well received as what they wanted um bioware montreal i believe is they're being like told to kind of scale back on their own projects and they're being used to kind of bolster uh, some of the other projects Bioware has going on. Mm-hmm. Um, new IPs, especially, they have a new IP rumored that's uh, supposed to be a lot like Destiny. It's supposed to play a lot like Destiny. Okay. okay. Uh, they want to cash in on that model, you know, that Destiny uh, kind of created and that I'm not a fan of, but we can talk about uh, that more later. <laughs> um <laughs> So anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I love Mass Effect. Andromeda was good, but it was like a straight 7 out of 10 for me. Okay, um, okay. Definitely not without its uh, pretty apparent issues. Um, and not necessarily even the ones that you've probably heard about. Um, yeah, I think all that I've really heard about are the facial animations, but even that didn't really... It didn't... It didn't that wasn't what dissuaded me, you know. That wasn't what pushed me away. Um, again, it was, I need to finish the first one. <laughs> right, you're right. No, that's fair. Um, so, I don't know, that's kind of disappointing, but on the same token, I'm also looking forward to what BioWare is going to show off at sure. E3. You know, uh, I want to get a glimpse of this new game, because I, I kind of, like, Destiny and The Division, you know, they're the same kind of game. This new game from them will be the same kind of game. I need, I really want to like a game like that, you know? Yeah. But I can't, I can't return to the same areas a couple hundred times to farm for better equipment, you know? Yeah. I can't kill the same enemies that kill, like, spawn in the same spot over and over. I just feel like I'm wasting, like, my time. I'm just wasting time. What am I trying to accomplish? That RPG grind-esque feeling, you know? For sure. I just I can't justify it. Like I need I need like hard storytelling, you know, a oh, story yeah. with a beginning, middle, end, character progression. Like I don't know. I'm but I'm a, I'm a narrative guy. <laughs> like oh yeah, no, yeah, both of know. us are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It it surprises me that um, Andromeda hasn't gone as well uh, as 
you know, as they were expecting because there was so much. I feel like after the end of three, mm-hmm. obviously there was the whole hullabaloo. Even if you hadn't played three, you knew about You heard about it. You knew yeah. about the ending of three. Yeah. Um, so after that was over and then there was an announcement of the next of Andromeda, mm-hmm. the, the, how excited people were like, I, I swear that in my mind it would have it would have pushed enough to have them go all right we can at least start working on another one you know because I feel yeah. like there was enough hype beforehand that it could the if the if the if you're saying it's seven out of ten that's still a decent game you know right that's good you know so, it's not amazing but it's good and it sounds like there was enough support there to where they could have rode on that seven out of 10 and gone, all right, I think we're going to do pretty good for if we threw another one in there. Cause it's, is it supposed to be another trilogy? Is that the thought? Uh, yeah. I'm, I don't want to get like too spoilery or anything, sure, sure. but after, after the final act, there's kind of an epilogue, um, section and some, there's some pretty major hints that there's, uh, some story like that was not told, you know, intentionally. Okay. So that it could, uh, I, I will give Andromeda credit because the storytelling was pretty good. Was pretty good because they they had a lot of, you know, they had their broad strokes. They mm-hmm. had their their main, their new main villain, the new main enemy, the new main uh, crisis, and then they had all these little things that stemmed off of it, and all of those wrapped up in the end, leaving only the broad strokes to go forward. Okay, um, so. I was fully expecting another full trilogy from yeah. Bioware here. So, really surprising uh, news. But, but you know, that's, that's how it goes. That's the games industry. It's yeah. all about the numbers. Yep, yep, yep. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully the time that they take to work on this new thing will be worthwhile and we'll get something, something new that's awesome. I know. I'm ready for something new, man. I'm so sick of just, like, these the sequel after sequel after sequel. Not only you know, in... Not only in video games, but movies and everything. Yeah. What? Where has all the originality gone? You know, is it just? I know. I guess people just know it makes money. That's, yeah. That's the whole thing. You know. Well, and and at its core, um, thematically, there are no more original stories. You know, I I think what yeah. I. What I read was everything can be linked back to um, Shakespeare, the Bible, and Aesop's fables, basically. Um, like they're a little, yeah. they're kind of interchangeable um, as far as you know those sources, but everything in some way, like you know, Lion King is Hamlet. If you had yeah. to figure that out, it's the that's 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 the story. <laughs> right. Um, Hamlet with animals, but there's but there's so but, you know that's that's a little bit of an excuse. But at the same time, like, so you know we've we've got movies that are straight remakes from movies that didn't need remakes. They're making a Matrix remake. No, they're they're rebooting the Matrix. They don't need to do that. Money. It's <laughs> and because it's it's gotten it's no longer relevant and it's they probably they have that IP like laying yeah. on a shelf oh, yeah. somewhere oh, you yeah. know covered in dust yeah if you've if you've got it you may as well use it I guess but 
Um, we'll see how that goes. That's that, I've just heard that uh, in passing. But I the the thing that I do like, the thing that that makes up for stories being remade, uh, mm-hmm. is is how the new the new Star Star Trek movies are a great example in my mind because um, it's not that they rebooted it it's that it's technically the same cinematic universe it's just a different timeline so you still have that you still have that feeling like oh all these other movies that have already been done still matter it's just that it's not erasing everything yeah yeah like it's like with when disney bought star wars and wiped out all the extra stuff like you're like okay well I spent all this time investing into learning all this extra expanded universe stuff, and now none of it matters. So. Right. I know. That was initially very frustrating. I also completely understand why. Oh, sure. There's that. just so you know, much of it, you know. There's too much. There's no way to keep it straight without, yeah. you know, they, they needed a blank slate. Going to contradict and, everything. Uh, exactly. I think that I, I do have to say I really like the uh, new expanded universe that they're setting up. Yeah. I think they've been doing a really, really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we go talking about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> but it has to happen. Because uh, Celebration just happened and the last Jedi trailer is out. Um, I have to say the theme music in that trailer gets me every time. <laughs> every time I watch it. Because it's just that classic, classic theme, but the sound comes up at the end, and yeah. it just brings like this level of like intensity. Um, and I'm like, like yep. Star Wars, man. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Star Wars. Yep. Can't wait. So I feel like Star Wars. I mean, obviously, John Williams is a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like Star Wars is a prime example of a movie that you you hear the music and it's instantly not only linked with the movie, but it's it takes you straight back to a strong. It's like a smell, you know. It takes you straight back to the a strong emotion, a strong memory that you have with it. Right. So like whenever I hear the the theme to the old uh, Christopher Reeves uh, Superman movies. Superman, yeah. It takes me back to uh, Sunday afternoons, sitting uh, sitting at the table or sitting at the couch, um, you know, with my dad. With, with the, we've got the uh, doors open, so there's a breeze going through, and um, mm-hmm. halfway through, he's falling asleep because that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just it just takes you it just takes you as soon as you hear it you know it's star wars it just it takes you back to that strong uh excitement as a kid you know that that fist pump yeah <laughs> yes. i know man uh oh, that feeling is like unbeatable i have that clip right here i want to see i want to see how it sounds maybe we can Yes, let's test that. See 
like oh man that like uh, at the end is just like uh. <laughs> and then the, it it cuts and it it echoes the only way that i can describe that is is like um in my mind it it makes me think of like if you threw water on something and you watch the water like drip down and slowly disappear, like that's how that, that cut at the end, it's like, Oh, you know, like it just, it's, you're still, you're, you're still in that strong moment of the song, but you're also not. And it's this weird, like in between of the two. It's awesome. Yeah, totally, man. I loved that. I love that description right there. Excellent work. (laughs) Uh, so okay, I think we're both we're both pretty big Marvel fans as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, now that we're so. kind of talking about Disney and Star Wars, and uh, I'm a huge Marvel junkie. You know, been going to the premieres since '08 when Iron Man came out. Sure. Like, can't yep. can't get enough of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to try to know everything about it, and you know, figure out all the little connections and stuff. But with that. I have always been very, very, like, strongly against the DC universe. Okay, yeah. Because I'm not a huge fan of DC's characters beyond, like, Batman and, uh, like, a few others. I don't like The Flash very much, and I think Superman is a horrible, horrible superhero. Yeah. Uh, Can't be killed by anything on Earth. Like, I don't know. That's, like, way too overpowered, man. (laughs) But the people (laughs) he protects are his greatest weakness. Oh. I'm pretty sure I think that was Superman wow. 2 or something like that. Was it really? Yeah, like Zod comes in and he's like these people, they're your weakness and they start like wrecking Metropolis and he's like oh, no, boy. no, don't do that. No. no, no. So I I've been purposefully avoiding like all of the DC movies and everything, because I don't like their way of storytelling. I think they keep getting it wrong. Yeah. Like, they keep rebooting it, and they keep getting it wrong after they keep rebooting it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what their whole, like, ideology is behind getting this thing up and running. Um, Zack Snyder's not the man to do it, by the way. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying. Like, they keep putting him in charge of all of that. Um, But I, I watched yesterday Batman versus Superman, and Suicide Squad. Okay. And I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you seen Man of Steel? I have not because I don't like Superman. Okay. <laughs> and I already so, know how it like ends and everything. So that'll be a good that'll be a good middle ground because I've seen Man of Steel but I haven't seen Suicide Squad, so we'll be able to inform the other a little bit. Spoiler alert. Skip to minute 48 if you want to miss all of the Batman v Superman spoilers. There's a lot of them. So here's here's just some like notes I made while watching Batman v Superman. Okay. And I want to get your get your thoughts on it because I watched the three hours three hour director's cut. Okay. Because okay. I figured you know that was Zack Snyder's vision. Might as well get his whole like picture. Sure. Um, was not like worth it. Like it was. <laughs> It's not a good movie. Like, I I went into it, you know, I'm already biased. I like Marvel more. Mm-hmm. But I went into it with an open mind. Like, I wanted to like it because mm-hmm. I really do like Batman. And I want to see uh, the Justice League, like, succeed, like, that, that franchise. Because uh, I know there's people that enjoy it, you know, like what you like. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I have a good column and I have a bad column. 
the good column only went down about half the page before I had to cut it over to make room extra room for in the, the bad for column. The bad column. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to say Batfleck. Yeah. So brutal. <laughs> like I absolutely love like 20 year crime fighting veteran Batman, like sick of everybody's crap, you know, mm-hmm. like, and just doesn't care anymore. He kills people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just unabashedly, dude. <laughs> just straight up, just murdering dudes left and right. Uh, branding guys, like crazy. I I loved it, and the fight scene that he has, um, where he's rescuing Martha, mm-hmm. was like one of the like best Batman fight scenes. It almost looked like a Rocksteady, one of the Rocksteady games, like how the fighting was mm-hmm. in those, like Arkham Asylum. Um, so there was a couple times where I'm just going, whoa, like, <laughs> oh, man, like, that was, that hurt, like, um, so I think, uh, yeah, he was, he was great, I loved that they used a voice changer, instead of just having him talk like this, like, hey, Bale, hey, dude. Hey, oh, yeah, it was, uh, like, technology, so that was yeah. kind of cool, um, I also really liked the lines that were written for Superman, but I do. I hate Henry Cavill, dude. I do yeah, not like yeah. Henry Cavill, like really as a person or as Superman. <laughs> at, at his core, like just just watch some of the interviews with this guy. Okay. Like I don't know. I um, I don't know about him, man. But I think the lines were really well written. But his delivery just kind of throws it off. He doesn't feel like Superman. He feels like this, like kind of. He's, he just he's seems really mean. Stiff. He's really stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he... I feel like Superman shouldn't just be so, like, ragey all the time, you know? Yeah. (laughs) He should should just come in and he should have, like, this, like, profound confidence. He's Superman, you know? That just, like, transcends everything else about him. Mm -hmm. Where I think the line was, I'll take you in without breaking you. Consider it a mercy or something like that. Um, Like... And, calm, calm down, Chief. Yeah, it shouldn't have been like like so intense, you know. It should have been like you know, I'll take you in without breaking you. It'll be a mercy, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it should have been a little bit more lighthearted while keeping some of the intensity. I don't know. I just don't like Henry Cavill Superman. <laughs> That's all it comes down to. Um, okay, so I have a bunch of bads, so I'm just gonna like. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. And then right. we can start actually discussing it here. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Rapid fire. The pacing is horrible in this movie, okay? So most of my issues with this movie are pacing. Batman and Superman have that wicked fight, um, which I think was pretty well done, and they gave you a pretty good justification why they were able to, you know, stand toe-to-toe with using the kryptonite gas and all that. Um, so Batman has Superman on his back, has the kryptonite spear, it's half a second from plunging the spear into Superman's heart, killing him forever. All he says is Martha. Right? All he says is Martha. And, oh. and Batman stumbles back like he's been like physically assaulted by the word Martha. <laughs> and drops the spear on the ground. What did what did you say? <laughs> yeah, and then helps helps Superman off the ground. I guess we're on the same side now. Instant best friends. Instant best friends. Like, like there's no tension. 
There's no. no. There should have at least been some like, oh, I almost just murdered you. Like we tension, talk about that? you know? <laughs> or, or, yeah, we gotta. Should we mention something? I know they didn't have time in the moment, but like, then. So he convinces Batman in that moment, go save my mom and I'm going to go to Lex or whatever. Yeah. So they do that. Batman shows up, kicks a bunch of kills everybody, and gets to Martha, who he promptly introduces himself as your son's friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your son's yeah. friend. Okay. Like, Not the guy that tried to murder him like less than 10 minutes ago. We're, uh, we're good buds. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. And let's talk about Lex Luthor as well. Mm-hmm. Can't stand this portrayal of yeah. Lex Luthor. Like I'm, always, I'm good with like the whole Silicon Valley type thing. You know, he's a younger guy. Yeah. But there was that aspect of like insanity to him. Yeah. That I feel like didn't just didn't translate. didn't necessarily work. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't translate. It didn't fit. Like. No. I, I, that isn't who Lex is as a character to me. No, Lex is Lex is supposed to be like this, this brilliant, albeit rich you know guy right but he's very methodical yeah 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 you know and i guess okay i guess methodical may not be the right word because lex in this movie was methodical mm-hmm. he like had like his master plan you know the whole time mm-hmm. but he he was very erratic yeah and uh, very like socially awkward like he didn't have any charisma i guess is mm-hmm. what it was like um the lex that i'm familiar with you know He's this, like, CEO. He owns yeah. this company, you know? He's got, like, kind of like a swagger about him, you know, and a darkness, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And uh, my last complaint is, are Gotham and Metropolis just, like, across the river from Apparently, one another? they're just right there. They're right, like, they're standing on top of LexCorp Tower, and across the river, you see Batman's signal shining in the clouds. Right, right. I'm like... Like what? Like <laughs> what? Did I miss something? I'm, I'm wondering if there's like another bat signal in Metropolis or something, and that's why he pulled like the cover off of it, or I, I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Like, yeah. What What did you think? What did you think about? So I I didn't see it. It wasn't in theaters, and I don't think it was the three hour. It might have just been like a normal release that I saw. Yeah, like the theatrical cut yeah. or something. Um, I went into it with super low expectations. And I did the same yeah. thing with uh, Man of Steel. I, had, I actually didn't see Man of Steel until a week before I saw um, Batman v Superman. Okay. Uh, so, because my, my impression of what it was going to be like was Superman Returns, and Superman Returns was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty bad. And, pretty and pretty weak attempts. Comparing Superman Returns to Man of Steel, uh, I was like, all right, you know, this is it wasn't that bad. I kind I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was kind of a good time. Um, there in in Superman, no, in, in Man of Steel. The most annoying thing to me in that was um, when his dad is gonna die, and there's I think yeah. there's like a like a I think there's a tornado 
or, or something and um, these these cars they're on the interstate and they're trying to get people to safety and um, his dad is is standing there um, is it his dad or is it his uncle I think it's his dad I'm think it's like a it's it, <laughs> it's like a Spider-Man thing <laughs> yeah no. yeah he, I think it's his dad yeah so uh, his dad is standing there and he knows that this the the tornado is going to take him it's like yeah it's but it's a good like 20 feet away and even for a normal person there it just doesn't make sense because he he looks at clark and clark is like i'm gonna come and save you i have super speed super strength i'll come and save you and he gives him this look like don't do it. You have to let me. You have to let me die because you can't give up your secret identity of who you are because they'll come and take you. It was, you know, all summed up in that look. Yeah. And yeah. like, he was close enough. He could have just ran towards him. Like the, it, it, it didn't make sense. <laughs> like he, could, <laughs> he could have helped him even without using super speed to get over there. <laughs> like he really oh, wasn't that far. Like. So who was gonna see him if he did help him? The people in the, in the um, like the news crews or something like that. No, the the people they were trying to save, who were oh. also on the highway or whatever. I got gotcha. And they were. I think it was it was either an, an underpass or it was in like a, a sewer tunnel or something. My my brain is obviously filled in some cracks from where things didn't make sense when I watched it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my main beef with that movie. Um, my, my main issue with Batman versus Superman was I felt like it suffered from Spider-Man three syndrome where they yeah. just, there's just so much they're trying to cram in. Like there's, oh, no. there's this, uh, I mean, there's the, the, the obvious front running main storyline of Batman being mad that Superman isn't in check and nobody can. And, and there's all this, he's an alien. So we have to hate him, and he destroyed all this right. stuff. Uh, there's, th- they they tried to cram in, um, uh, Wonder Woman and uh, tease stuff for the, um, like Flash. Flash was in it. Yeah, for yeah. a second. All the stuff. And so that, was Cyborg. Yeah. And Cyborg. And Aquaman. 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 Yeah. yeah. All this stuff that, <sighs> it it just wasn't done well. Um, yeah. The the scene where Bruce is asleep, but then this I don't I don't know what the storyline is that they're referencing, but it it the guy comes or he he has a dream where he's in the future and he has to go and fight yeah. Superman and it's like um, post apocalyptic yeah it's all Superman's like servants yeah 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 um and then uh, a guy appears to him and says. Am I am I too early or something like that? So, and I, and I get that you're you're trying to set up, you're trying to open up the possibility to have something in the future. They kind of did that. They kind of did that in uh, what was it? The last Avengers movie with Thor. Um, yeah, where they, Ultron. Yeah, they gave him that vision in the cave where he saw the Infinity Stone. Yeah, and, and he's that. like, I have to go now. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, okay, uh, bye. I got something to take care of. So, <laughs> so I'll and catch that you later. that you know that led to Thor Ragnarok, which I guess is fine, but 
again, both of those, both of those scenarios, I feel like were kind of it took away too much from the main storyline, and there's there's not yeah. enough there's not enough uh, resolve there, not enough resolution to be able to feel like it was worth keeping up with. Um, so we had those. Then there's um, comes and takes Zod's dead body. Um, oh, Lex. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that whole thing, and he's he's links with the all the knowledge that he's got, and this new guy has come in, and then there's uh, the giant fight between Superman and well, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and um, gosh, what's his name? Doomsday. Doomsday. Yes, and there's this yeah. big fight with the three of them and Doomsday and I think it would have worked if it was just see at the very end of it it doesn't even feel like it's Batman versus Superman anymore like the title doesn't even fit anymore because it's there's so much that's been crammed in that I don't feel like it should have just been Batman and Superman See, I was thinking that after it was over, I said they shouldn't have even put Batman as Superman. They should have just called it Dawn of Justice. Yeah, yeah, that would have been, like, yeah. They should have used the subtitle as, as the main title, and it would have made way more sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually, people's expectations would have been different, and maybe it would have been received in a different way, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, uh, because if, if, it, if the title itself, obviously the title itself sets... Uh, a path for where the movie's expected to go. If you have it broader like that, it might might have been more forgiving to include more things, you know, to set up future exactly. storylines. Right. Yeah, exactly. And this, um, this sorry to cut you off again. I know this is No, you're cool. This you're is cool. A, this was supposed to be the the branching off point. This is supposed to be the the major divide for their new cinematic universe cuz you know you had Right. Uh, you got Man of Steel as the initial, and then you've got this one that's supposed to allow an option for you know the Wonder Woman movie and um, mm-hmm. the the origin stories of all the others that may eventually get thrown in. Um, but you made it Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so. Right, right. And I don't know. I guess it was probably like a throwback to one of the comic series or something. I don't know about that. Oh, sure, 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 sure. I'm not up on on that kind of stuff, but one thing that that also bothered me, um, and this still goes back to pacing, and this may have only been in the three-hour version, but the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie was all about Superman's death. Yeah. was all about everyone grieving, you know, all around the world. Here's all these different ceremonies taking place, you know, and let's watch the procession go for 10 minutes before they finally put him in the ground yeah only to have the last second he's coming back to life it's like okay so like you totally negated just everything that just happened if he's gonna like come right back then what was the last like 20 minutes of this for you know you could have like shortened that didn't everybody hate him like 10 minutes ago like right it's like (laughs) yeah he defeated one monster you know it, in comparison to everything else he's done, and then all of a sudden, everyone's opinion changed. But we've talked about this a lot. Um, you may want to may want to move on to something else. Oh, Suicide Squad's good. I will yeah. say Suicide okay. Squad is good. 
um, yeah, has a really, really good uh, soundtrack, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that, definitely watch it. That's one that I, from the outside looking at it, it, I didn't hear that it got good reviews, and there's it was another thing that there's so many characters that I don't know how well the character development was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to give it, a, give it a watch. Yeah, I, I, I won't know. I can't give it, like, too much credit for character development, but I think... Uh, with that many characters, they executed it as well as they could have. <laughs> okay, fair enough. They, they, did, they did a pretty good job. Uh, D&D stories. What's that? What's that? We should did talk. You say oh, I guess we should talk about <laughs> D&D stories. D&D stories. Nailed it. No, it's, it's a good one. Nailed it, yeah. That was the smoothest Smoothest transition. transition. So. Um, yeah. We We've both, got some good ones. Yeah, we both... Uh, enjoy storytelling i think that's the aspect of of tabletop gaming that i enjoy the most Um, same i'm always the dm like i couldn't even tell you the last time i played yep (laughs) i i i've been the dm we we used to play a game uh that i made up i think you played you played a couple times called sanctimonium sanctimonium yeah yeah for sure good um, and then that one is just uh, a D20. And then mm-hmm. um, there's another one that our friend Andy Yurtsoy, um made called Tabula Rasa. And that's all done through Facebook chat. Um, oh, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a couple as well. well. Yeah. We need to play. I actually was going to mention this to you. Because I have uh, a full D20 game I made, kind of like in 2011, oh, called nice. Progress. Okay, um, all right. It's like a, it's a sci-fi-based uh, uh, D20 game. And I have also created a D20 um, game based around Halo. And, Very nice. Uh, I just just finished that and just finished balancing it all. Um, I'm actually going to be playing it Saturday with some buddies. Awesome. So, did you, now, is yeah. it the, did you create the game or is it the campaign? I like had to make the game from the ground up. Like I re I wrote my own D twenty rules. Like I didn't I didn't want to base it off anything because mm-hmm. a lot of them are like way too intense. Sure. Like even like D and D and Pathfinder. Like there's just too many rules. I had to simplify it. Yeah. Know? Like I've even yeah. I've been trying to learn how to play GURPS. Uh, what is what is GURPS? GURPS stands for Generic Universal Role Playing System. Ooh. Um, and it's supposed to be the, so D and D has an, it technically has like an established universe. Like it's got, um, it's, it's, what's the word? It's basically got like a medieval ish, you know, setting. GURPS is meant to be played, uh, in any setting that you want at all. So it's got, um. It's got medieval, it's got time travel setting, it's got um, future, space, uh, Egypt, desert, you know, so it's, it's got it's just got a ton of different uh, pre-made yeah. stuff, but it also allows you to create your own stuff and add into it, which... I gotta check that out. Yeah, you can, you, I mean, you can do that with any, with any of the games, if, as long as you just use their base rules. But, right. Um... 
even even that the 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 difference between D and D and GURPS is that uh, with D and D you've got all you know all the dice the different dice that you have, but with GURPS you have you just use three D six and that's it. Um, huh. And it took me a while to understand because in in D and D the goal that you're trying to reach when you roll is almost like there's a number and it's the top of a mountain. Think of it like that. And Mm -hmm. so you have your base stat, your modifier, your, uh, and then the roll itself. And those things combined, see how far up the mountain you can climb. Right. Uh, And if you roll, if you go over it, that's awesome. You've, you've beat it with, GURPS, what you're trying to do is um, instead of a mountain, uh, you have to think of it like a cup. So the you have a base stat of 10, let's say, yeah. and um, what you are rolling for uh, is the you're actually rolling to see how the scenario relates to what you're capable of. So yeah. uh, you're rolling to see when you roll the cup, it represents your 10 base skill. When you roll, you're trying to see how full that cup is. And if it's, if there's still room at the end, then you've succeeded. Mm-hmm. But if it overflows, then you've failed. Um, I gotcha. So okay. it's it's kind of a reverse. You're trying to in GURPS, you're trying to roll under, and D and D, you're trying to roll over. Um, okay. So at its core, that's the difference. But there's there's still even with uh, breaking it down to its simplest stuff, there's still a lot of uh, mathematic things that just trip me up. So yeah. being able to have a simpler like a super simple layout where I can just tell the story and get that, that creative fix, you know, <laughs> yeah, is, is a lot easier for me to handle than having to go, okay, well, you're wearing shoes, so that gives you plus two, but it's windy out, so it's minus three, but then they have this, and it's like, Ugh, it's like so yeah, many it's just factors. so much, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there have been some, I think we've had some cool, um, scenarios <laughs> that yeah we've had uh, we've had some times yeah in D&D. <laughs> i think it was was it your was it your bachelor party was that the one that i'm thinking of uh it probably is or that that might have been your your uh you told us we were playing D D, but it was actually you you turned it around you had this this board or whatever and you turned it around and it was actually uh doctor and daleks or something like that yes that's what it was and we were like what (laughs) doctor and daleks Um, did we actually play it we didn't make very far i think it was just because we didn't have enough time because you still have to like make a character sheet and that was another thing that would always trip me up which uh, yeah. <laughs> was was the main thing. Okay, so the the scenario that we that both came that came to mind for both of us, 
the reason that so okay so we were i think we were all just hanging out at your place we were all visiting and Mm -hmm. um i had never made a character sheet before so i didn't know that when you roll uh those numbers fit into a category or those the the number that you roll isn't just your score for that right Um, there's other factors that play into it as well (laughs) Right. So I ended up with a bluff of 50. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, I guess this is normal. I guess this is what you do. <laughs> this, is just, this is just how this is. And so when uh, you you gave us a super simple intro task, you're like, you need to go to the king. And uh, he, has, he has a task for you. And he sent yeah. us into the into the sewers and he's like uh, go dispose of all the rats and it was just supposed to be like all right here's <laughs> how to play the average, game like starter mission <laughs> get like some, get some you know experience under your belt and so our <laughs> our uh wizard said um so so we're like in the sewer right yeah so so like all the sewage and stuff flows down here and you know, like yeah it's it's a sewer and so you're saying there's probably a lot of methane down here <laughs> and i feel yes. like I, yeah you had this yes what are you <laughs> so he he puts he puts the flint down on a rock shoots an arrow at it and it sparks and he just goes run <laughs> run and just the entire sewer just just goes Catches up fire. in flame, and this giant fireball is chasing us, and we end up splitting up and going different directions. And uh, I ended up c- going through this secret doorway uh, into these people's house, and it's this, this <laughs> You nice... came up from the basement, right? Yeah. Just, like, climbed up a ladder, like, right into their living room <laughs> where they were eating up, dinner. And they, were, they all stopped and stared at me. And you're like, you're like, so, so what are you gonna they're, do? They're like super angry. You're like in their house. What? You... <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, uh, I bluff. And you're like, what? You're gonna bluff? What are you gonna say? <laughs> uh, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. You're going to bluff these people <laughs> into into them thinking that you own this house. <laughs> I've, I've lived here the whole time. What are, you, what are you guys doing in my house? And so I rolled for it. Not only not only did I have a bluff of 50, but I had a nat 20. Nat which 20. Just one of the best nat 20 rolls Locked I've it ever into place. And so, of course, they were like, oh, man, we're just so sorry. This is so embarrassing. We're sorry. We'll go right now. <laughs> We've lived here for years. Oh, man. Egg on my face. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was a good one. That oh, was man. definitely a good one. I think, I think later on, I think, I think it was the same campaign. We were trying to get onto the back of this, like, some flying thing, I think. We were trying to get onto the back of it. And we were like, well... It's you know it's not you're not all gonna fit and I was like all right well I I bluff <laughs> what are you gonna bluff 
or what are you what are you bluffing to? And I said existence. I I want to bluff that I'm not actually as heavy as I am. To existence. I'm pretty sure I failed that role though. <laughs> yep, that was a step too far. <laughs> but hey, you got a new home out of out of that whole thing. So, all right, Brian. In the spirit of in the spirit of role playing in D and D, we're gonna roll to see if we're gonna continue the episode or not. So. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll your twenty. Oh, just the twenty. <laughs> just just the twenty. Don't roll all of them. I mean, What'd you roll? That is a. Uh, that's a four. So it's not looking a good. A four. Uh, we get a minus ten because I'm hungry. So <laughs> I think uh, that's gonna that's gonna have to be it for today. But we'll that was up. that was kind of fun. Just like chatting around yep. and uh, I like this kind of the omnibus episode where it can be anything. Um, but we will be back back with you again in another week to talk about more cool things and stuff. But until then, keep up with us on social media. Come uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, you know, at Bit by Bit Podcast. That's Bit X Bit Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube at Bit X Bit Podcast. You guessed it. And where else can I find us? I'm trying to think. Oh, Twitch. Twitter. Did we say Twitter? I said Twitter. Yeah, I threw Twitter in there. You're on top of it. You got it. I got it, bro. <laughs> Twitch.tv. Go to Bit by Bit Podcast. And the last one is Patreon. 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 We do have a Patreon account. Uh, we we don't really expect you to, to back us yet. You know, this is still this is still a new thing. I feel like we're still kind of proving ourselves here. Yeah. You know, gotta uh, earn our keep. We gotta earn our keep. That's right. So so. Uh, we won't we won't hate you for throwing down on our uh, five dollar you know subscription get access to some cool content but you know uh, yeah no pressure no pressure yeah. so. behind the scenes stuff looking forward to putting up some cool content heck yeah with the knights of the bit knights of the bit that's our insiders just so you know mm-hmm. um, so anyway that's gonna do it for us this week I am Blake Walker the fracking cag. I'm Brian Phillips, Aged Expressions. We will see you next time. See ya. See you guys.